Hello and welcome to a completely unhinged episode of Conspiracy Pilled here on Locals for You Early. But we are going to be generous and release it to everyone because we think the world needs to know. Yeah, this is one that we've probably like, there's parts of this that we've talked and teased about and I've gotten the whole Raelians meme made about it. But so we're going to be getting into the UFO stuff. We're going to be getting into Project Bluebeam. But ultimately, uh, you know, I've been saying for a few months now, based on things that I've read and seen, uh, that I think we're going to start seeing more UFOs. And then, of course, by the end of 2022, there's all of these UFO videos popping up. So we're going to be watching those. We're going to be talking about uh, what that means, what we think it means, what the conspiracies going forward are surrounding that. This is going to be a very full episode so yes locals uh you guys get it first because we appreciate you guys so much but ultimately i think this is something we're gonna put on youtube rumble all of that so you guys will get it a little bit later um but if you're ready abby i think we should just jump right into it i just want to pj what pj is trying to say is that if i don't give him a ufo episode at least once a month you will riot. <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, we got done talking about Andrew Tate and I'm like, I've watched like 20 hours of Andrew Tate. I just need, I need to get a little unhinged on some, some aliens. I need some aliens. I, yeah. I need, I need something a little bit more fun. So yeah. So I just got really into it. It's so funny because I had a totally different episode planned to put on in locals today. And then I was just like, but <laughs> what aliens. if we did aliens? What if we did aliens? So yeah, I'm pretty excited about this one. So I'm going to take us back a few years and kind of explain how we've gotten to where we're at as far as uh, UFO disclosure that's kind of updated over the last few years and uh, some things that are happening right now. So I want to go back to 2017 a little bit. And in December 16th of 2017, this is when the New York Times published two videos. One was titled FLIR or FLIR and the other was titled Gimbal. I'm not going to play the flare one because it's it's pretty <laughs> uninteresting, but I do want to show you this one called Gimbal, uh, and then we'll talk about some other stuff. So this is the this is one of the two videos that was released uh, again by the New York Times, 2017. Dude, this is fucking drama, bro. There's a whole fleet of them. Look on the ASA. Oh my gosh. They're all going against the wind. The wind's 120 knots to the west. Oh, I think, dude. That's not our LNS though, is it? It's not. That is an LNS, dude. Well, if there's like another thing, it's rotating. So other other than the fact that it looks like something, February, uh, oops, sorry, started playing another video. Other than the fact that it looks like it was recorded in the 1950s by like an old square black and white camera, what are your thoughts on that? Other other than the fact that everyone pulls out their old school cameras to record whenever they see a UFO, because that's the rule. It is the rule. It is the rule. You, if you see a UFO, you have to run and grab your uh, grandpa's like eight, uh, what do they call it? Super eight and just start cranking it. Yeah. 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 You're not allowed to use any modern technology when you're recording UFOs. That's why the, the <coughs> one that we covered over Las Vegas was so weird because that's the clearest one I've ever seen. It so it's the dissonant. clearest and closest one. Yeah, probably the clearest and closest one I've ever seen. We will get into that in a minute. But I thought this one was interesting because it has kind of like a a spinning top shape. It's rotating, Plastic. going against the wind. The pilots are like, we don't know how it's doing this. So that was kind of uh, one of the first like, you know, military military related UFO videos to come out where people are like, holy crap, this is like even the military saying they don't understand this. 
And maybe it's just the imaging, but to me, it doesn't really look like something so much as an absence of something. It might be the IR, but it is interesting that you bring that up because that is something that's talked about in uh, supernatural stuff and some UFO lore is like sometimes you see an I uh, and it, I have heard it talked about with UFOs, like not just on IR, but with the naked eye where it looks not black, but like the absence of something. So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, who knows? I don't know. Um, so the, at this time, the Washington Post also published a video of a similar encounter uh, encounter titled Go Fast. And I have that one pulled up, too. I don't know how interesting this one's only 34 seconds. So let's check this one out, too. So this one came out from the Washington Post. Yeah, so they're just like, again, shocked and amazed at just how fast this thing is moving. So, I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? I think it's interesting that they're they're immediate. They're not like, oh my God, it's aliens. Like, they're just doing their jobs. They're just being very like, oh, it was our job to spot something. We spotted it. You know, we're lookouts. We're going to capture it the way we capture anything. And they're just kind of matter-of-factly. I mean, they're they're weirded out by it, but they're just... Yeah, it's it's not sensationalized. It's not like they're yeah. looking for it. They're just like, hey, we're used to seeing you know X amount of things like fighter jets and all this stuff on our radars. We're seeing something that is totally outside of the range of what we're used to, and we can't explain it. And they're they're excited about it. Obviously, what's interesting too is like the military's history with with UFOs. Like if you go back far enough, you've got uh, different times throughout the history of like, hey, if you see something, say something, or if you see something, shut the hell up about it. And this was these videos were filmed during the if you see something, shut the hell up about it. And then they kind of spurred that if you see something, say something era, which is what we're in now, uh, because in 2020, this is when the Pentagon acknowledged the existence of a program uh, called. Well, originally. Um, yeah. Hold on. I think I missed something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so back to 2017. I didn't miss one part of my notes. This uh, these videos confirm the existence of the Advanced Aerospace Threat Identification Program or AATIP. Uh, this is a program that began in 2007 with the funding of twenty two million dollars over five years until the available appropriations were ended in 2012, which I find interesting because some of these videos came out after 2012, which makes me think black book, black budget. You know what I mean? It's like officially we had a, an aerospace threat identification program and it was seemed really underfunded and then maybe it closed, but we were still getting videos. So maybe it just ended and these videos were just saved. But in 2020, this is when the Pentagon acknowledged the existence of another program similar to AATIP called the Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon Task Force or UAPTF. And at this time, this is when the Senate Intelligence Committee voted to require U.S. intelligence agencies and the Defense Department to compile a detailed public analysis of all data collected on unidentified aerial phenomena, including intrusions recorded by Navy pilots like we saw in these videos. And and it's interesting because, again, like if you go back, and this is a book I recommend to everybody, um, is the uh, Project Blue Book, the report on the Project Blue Book, uh, which is, again, it was a military-led... There, there's a few programs. We don't have to get into all of them right now, but it started off with like Blue Book and Sign and 
there was one other, but basically back when the military, the air force was, uh, investigating UFOs pretty openly and they were, you know, Hey, if you see something, we'll, we'll talk about it. We'll write down this report. And then after the report came out, it was like, shut up, <laughs> just shut up about it. So then again, that's a really good one to, to, to read. Um, and then I saw this video uh, from, uh, I mean, we saw, you probably saw Tucker Carlson, right? Talk about this back then. It's a pretty famous yeah, clip of Tucker Carlson. Let's refresh our memory. Well, I don't have the Tucker Carlson one, but I do have this one from uh, USA Today. And I think it just kind of sums it up perfectly. So I'd like to watch this one. Uh, just the first few minutes of it. In night vision video from a Navy destroyer, a mysterious... Because these are, sorry, I should say, these are some other ones besides the first few that were leaked. This, you know, over the next few years, a few more released. And then you're starting to see it again on Tucker Carlson on USA Today and stuff like that. So this one, I think, sums it up pretty well. ...triangle above the deck of the ship. The Pentagon confirming the images obtained by documentary filmmaker Jeremy Corbell were taken by Navy personnel, expected to be a part of a report on unidentified aerial phenomenon to be presented to Congress this summer. Already online, some skeptics say the images are caused by cameras trying to focus, but some of the objects go beyond just flying in the sky. One shows a spherical object dipping into the ocean, similar to an incident in Puerto Rico, where an object was tracked buzzing an airport, then flying into the water, popping back out before appearing to split into two and disappearing. I mean, just look at that. Like, think about it. Think if a, if a jet had hit the water like that, it would have just like shattered apart. Over the last several weeks, some of the nation's top former intelligence officials have been raising eyebrows. There's the one, uh, the, that's the gimbal one. Former CIA director R. James Woolsey said he knew of a case where a plane was paused in midair. A friend of mine was able to have his aircraft stop at 40,000 feet or so and not continue uh, uh, operating as a normal uh, aircraft. What was going on? In December, ex-CIA director John Brennan said it was arrogant to believe there are no other forms of life other than the ones on Earth. And former intelligence chief John Radcliffe says officials have been tracking technology beyond our capabilities. We're talking about objects picked up by satellite imagery that are difficult to explain. Like another incident off the coast of California in 2004, when a fighter squadron encountered an object that seemed to defy gravity. What do you think it is? I, I honestly don't know. I don't think that we have developed that. I think that's the FLIR one. So again, that goes back to 2004 is what he said. So like these have all been gathered over the course of you know 20 years. So I, that might explain some of the early bad looking uh, sure. IR technology. I don't know. That technology. I don't think we developed it on this planet. Video from that encounter and two other incidents were officially released by the Pentagon last year. Oh, now new signs that the Pentagon could declassify more sightings of what they can't explain. And guys, now here's the thing about those last three F-18 videos. I recently asked uh, the former director of uh, the Advanced Aerial Threat Identification Program at the Pentagon, point blank, are those the only videos that the government has? He said no. Those were probably the least compelling videos. And in some videos, you see an object about 50 feet away from the cockpit. So again, if it if it defies the get out the old technology and not be able to see it, we can't we can't release it to the public. I found that part compelling and interesting. So what you're saying is they're slow rolling us into it. 
Right. And this was this is funny because uh, in 2000, in 2020, when this stuff was kind of hitting the news, you know, everybody's locked in, uh, you know, everybody's worried about COVID. And then the government's like, hey, by the way, UFOs exist and we don't know what they are. Uh, I did an episode on the the um, I can't remember which one it was. It was the pill shaped one. There was the pill shaped one over mm-hmm. the I think it was the USS Nimitz. Uh, I did a podcast episode about it. And one of the things that I got talking about in that episode, I almost brought up the clip, but I'll just explain it here is um, it feels like the same thing they did with, hey, we're all spying on you, right? So if you think back far enough, you've got, you know, TV shows saying, oh, the government's going to watch us through our television. And then you've got the uh, 2011, I think the Google user agreement that kind of made the news for a while was like, hey, by the way, Google's saying and asking you to give them permission that they can read through your emails. Then you've got Edward Snowden saying, yes, the government spies on you. And it's like they, they do it a little bit at a time. Right. And now everybody just acknowledges the fact that if you speak like I'm, we're speaking right now and our phones are in the room with us, uh, they're going to start advertising whatever we're talking about. Uh, they're they're going to hear everything we say. We, we know that they uh, there have been people that have exposed that even if you shut your phone off and turn your tracking off and you walk around with the phone off in your pocket all day, you can get into your phone and see that it's still tracking where you went all day. So like we've just come to accept it. And now we just have, you know, Alexa listening to everything we say. So that slow roll of, Hey, technology is going to spy on you. Well, it is. And you just, just do enough to get people a little bit mad, but not all the way. And you just kind of make it, you normalize it over time. It feels like that's yeah. what's going on with the UFO stuff. Like everybody knew what they believed about F- UFOs. And then if you give them a, a little bit by a little bit, they'll either explain it away or you know, do whatever they have to do to not freak out about it. Right. And it also makes me question too, if the slow roll is some part of a more nefarious purpose, which we'll get into. Um, but again, as I said earlier, in recent months, I have been hearing people talk about a spike in UFO activity. Uh, and I keep reading things from like MUFON and other UFO uh, enthusiasts that are indicating that they have re they know people in the Pentagon or they know people that are on these committees, maybe the select intelligence committee or something like that, that are telling them there is some kind of big reveal coming. Um, and I think I missed one part of this. That video is in 2021. Did I miss anything else I want to say about that? Uh, basically, oh yeah, sorry. So also in 2021, uh, on June 25th, 2021, there was a report from the director of the national intelligence who released a preliminary report on UAPs. This is where they, uh, say that the report largely centered on evidence gathered in the last 20 years from Navy UFO pilots. Like we talked about the report came to no conclusion about what the UAPs were. I love how they call them UAPs now, by the way. Yeah, like you're gonna just change the name. Like they do this with language all the time. Yeah, it's like soften. It's like, well, we're not we're not those crazy UFO people. We say UAPs, which means we have a more nuanced take on it or something. It's it means the same thing. It's just stupid. I, I refuse to call them UAPs. I think it's stupid. Um, but they said in the report uh, there that uh, came to no conclusion about what UAPs were based on a quote lack of sufficient data to determine the nature of mysterious flying objects observed by military pilot pilots. Uh, the report raised concerns that the UAPs could be a safety issue, though, with regard to a possible collision with U.S. aircraft and that they could uh, pose a security threat with a foreign craft. If it was a foreign craft getting information about the U.S. So even our Pentagon is telling us. And again, this could be misinformation for other purposes, which we'll get into. But even they're saying, by the way, this isn't just drones. By the way, this isn't just uh, weather balloons 
and tricks of the camera and tricks of light. These are real things. And as as uh, this reporter here on on uh, USA Today said uh, that these videos that we're seeing are not the really compelling videos. And some of them are still really compelling, I think. But uh, yeah, so anyway, I keep seeing stuff from MUFON stuff. There's going to be more stuff coming out. And then uh, I think we talked about this a month or two ago that I feel like there's going to be December, January, we're going to start seeing an increase. And now we've got quite a few videos and I want to share four of these with you and kind of talk about them before we get into kind of our thoughts on what's going on. But this is the first one that comes out of uh, Homestead, Florida. Uh, I don't know, know exactly. I think this was like within the last few months of 2022. Blow it up a little bit. I'm trying to figure out how. So it kind of breaks apart. Yeah, it just breaks apart, kind of floats. Hmm. All these lights just floating. And I, I left out some of the less convincing ones. This one's the least convincing to me because I think this could be some type of parachute bomb testing. Sure. Yeah. I, I don't I don't really think of this one as UFO, but this is one that's been circulating um, just because it does look like something that was launched up like some kind of parachute flares, something like that. So yeah. not the most convincing one, but that is one. What I find a little bit more convincing is this one out of Dubai. Do you see this in the background there? And I'm sorry, I don't know how to make these bigger. Uh, with TikTok on the computer. Is there a... Yeah, I don't know. Sorry. We'll just have to deal with it for now. Do you see that, like, triangle shape in the in the cloud there? I can see it when, when the lightning comes. Yeah, every time the lightning flashes. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Yeah. That was from November 25th uh, in Dubai. And then we have another one. Uh, This is one that we talked about on Locals last week. This is this one comes out of Vegas. And as you said, this might be the most. Sorry, it keeps auto playing when I'm trying not to. The most uh, like the closest and most convincing looking like UFO, I think, uh, that we've seen. That's not like grainy video. I would say the UAE one is pretty interesting, though. That, like, big triangle shape in the clouds. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see this one. What the hell is this? Honestly. Honestly, this is really strange. I mean, we're here every night. I've never seen anything like this. And then every time those lights cross right there, it looks like they're hitting on something. See that? And this is not just one video, by the way. If you guys go on TikTok or YouTube or wherever, there was, I've seen at least five, six, seven different videos of people recording this from different angles, and it's all showing the same thing. It's showing these, some of them are, you'll see different aspects of it, but it's basically these lights up there that kind of make in circles. And then every time these lights from the ground are hitting it, they're reflecting off of something. It's not. So, you know, some people suggested maybe it was being projected upwards towards these clouds, yet the light seems to be coming through right. the clouds from the At other side. At least in that one place. Yeah. 
I'm just saying, like these lights here, they don't—they don't look like they're on. Right. Yeah. But in one place, they're definitely reflecting off of something up there. And what's funny to me is we got the very 1950s, 1940s explanation on this one, because uh, according to local news, it says UFO over Las Vegas strip, more likely a rare weather phenomenon. (laughs) And they they actually tried to explain this as some weather phenomenon. I'm not gonna read the whole article, but they're basically like. Well, you know, when when there's lights in Vegas and they're shooting upwards and there's mist and clouds, it makes it look like there's pillars I'm like that's not a rare weather phenomenon. That's just like it's so stupid. Like there, there's nothing about this article that makes sense. Weird. Yeah. Everyone's seen weird cloud things enough to know what weird cloud things look like. Not bright red lights on the other side of clouds that are reflecting. Yeah. Like yeah. Reflective surfaces and stuff like that. The way that the human brain works, like if it's possible to interpret it as a cloud, that's what your brain's going to do. Right. And I did. And that's why I left out one other video that I thought was pretty compelling, but I don't think it was UFOs. I think it was like weather manipulation stuff where there's like these circular clouds in the sky. They don't look like UFOs, but they do look like they're doing something weird in the sky. So this one to me, weather phenomena, I don't know. (laughs) I think it's interesting that they're showing up over. It's not like they're showing up over New York City. It's it's like oh, a bunch of drunk people will see this in Vegas, right? Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. And they're showing up in places that are cloudy or stormy, like with the the UAE, right? Like they're maybe yeah. hiding a little bit. Uh, but that that sounds true. But then uh, we we did that episode what the day before New Year's Eve, I think, is when we did our last locals episode. So the day after we did that, another video came out from Disney uh, it, on New Year's Eve, and this one's pretty interesting. Check this out. See that circle in the sky? Everybody's tripping out like crazy out here. Unexplained circular phenomenons have been caught on camera in the last few weeks. What the fuck is that? Bruh. Everybody's tripping out. Literally. Bruh, hold on, look at it, check this out guys. Let me zoom in and right. Hold on. Everybody is super tripping out. Many were quick to say it was just smoke circles from the fireworks. Uh, it's starting to disappear. But I did get a video of it. Explain this. Oh, so I, I apologize. Actually, that video I was talking about with the weird cloud thing, that is at the end of this. I didn't realize that. So we can check that out, too. So this is that weird cloud thing I was talking about. That's the picture of the quote unquote cloud. Right. It's wild, isn't it? Yeah, it is. 
Especially to see two identical phenomena in two different places. Yeah, I don't know exactly where this one came from, but yeah, two identical phenomena. Something is going on in the sky. And the triangle things like there's there's plenty of videos. I'm just mostly focusing on the ones that have come out over the last few months. We've seen the triangle thing in one of the um, Navy videos. We've also seen a triangle uh, UFO over the Pentagon at one point. So the triangle ones are, are kind of they've been around, but now we're seeing them again. We're seeing this weird reflective surface above the clouds in Vegas. We're seeing these circular things. I still think if we can go back real quick, I want to see if I can find. Yeah, you can kind of see it right there. It just yeah. doesn't look like just a smokes, you know, a, it's a perfect circle in the clouds. It's right. dark. So it is pretty strange. So again, like these things are all being really public more than more than most. Like I would more say normal, all of, yeah. yeah, more than like anything we've seen in, I don't know. I feel like in my lifetime, like when's the last time you saw like a really compelling UFO video where it wasn't just like one dude with a cell phone or a shaky video or whatever, right? That's like 50 people, 100 people all filming this at the same time. Like there's probably like six or seven of them that are viral, but right. if you just look at the ground, I mean the Vegas one too, but if you just look at the ground as he's looking around, let me see if I can do this. Um, he keeps looking at the sky, but there's one part. Yeah, right here. Just look how many people are filming this. Bruh, hold on. Yeah, and we don't know how long it was there for. Right. Oh, shoot. I realized that wasn't on screen for people. If you, <laughs> I was just talking to you. But you can see how many people are are just like. Yeah, and she looks so scared. Right. All these people filming this. Yeah, people seem freaked out a little bit. So you know, it's not just like one person's looking in the clouds and seeing what they want. It's like 50, right. 100 people looking going. That's that's strange. It's still interesting to me that it's Disney or Vegas or like some place that. They're big cities. Dubai, Disney, Vegas. Um, I, I thought I heard one about New York, but I didn't find a video on it. So, and again, I was mostly going with like the more compelling ones of, of the few, right. but it does seem like in the matter, in a matter of a few days, a few weeks, we're seeing like really compelling UFO videos come out. And this was after I had seen different MUFON members talking about how, Hey, by the end of this year, we're, we're going to see more UFOs. So I find it interesting that like it's, it's being, it's being told to us that something is coming is it always seems to be the case, right? It's just like with the, the food shortages or monkey pox or any, or if you follow the COVID when they like pre-gamed COVID, like they always tell you what's going to happen and then it happens, which right. leads me to think that this is not coincidental. It's not something from another world that just happens to be popping up at the same time. That they're telling us that these things are going to be popping up because if it's MUFON or these people and their sources are in the government, I feel like that's being leaked down to them for a purpose, which leads me to want to talk about what we've talked about a little bit before. What I want to deep dive in this a little bit more is Project Bluebeam. And this is this has become my belief that this is what's going on for multiple reasons, but we'll get into it. So how familiar are you with Project Bluebeam other than the little bit we talked about like on Raylian episode and stuff like that? Other than than you, but you've talked about it a lot. <laughs> right, but I'm I'm becoming more convinced on this. Uh, and I wanted to dive into it because we have talked about it quite a bit, but I'm like, I feel like if we're going to talk about it, I should lay some groundwork and like tell Do everybody it. more about this. So uh, Project Bluebeam came from a guy named Serge Manast uh, in 1994 when he released a manifesto uh, of the name Project Bluebeam. And it was uh, basically he was explaining what was going to happen in the future. And he explained this this uh, 
Project Bluebeam, which was created by NASA and the UN. And in it, it had there was four steps. So those four steps break down basically like this. Oh, and the, the four steps were uh, a process to allow the elite to create one world religion. So those steps break down like this. Step one, break down all archaeological knowledge in the world. This step will consist of a series of earthquakes during which the New World Order will fake archaeological findings that will negate the beliefs of most of humankind. This step is meant to weaken humanity's faith in their current religions, particularly in Christianity and Islam. Step two, this work is interesting, projection of a massive light show on the sky. Though using <laughs> this sounds crazy, but hear me out. Using lasers and 3D holograms, the New World Order will apparently project images of God, Jesus Christ, and the other prophets into the sky, and all the major prophets will merge into one almighty God. This will be done using satellite projections. He also talks about like a seeding the the sky with a certain basically using uh like what do they call it? Like well, a weather manipulation technique, like cloud seeding, right? Basically using right. cloud seeding to put salt and things into the sky to make it easier to project onto right. areas in the sky, right? So like you could see through it, but when the light hits it, it projects onto those places. <clears throat> um, and uh, at, at this point, the general public will have no way of explaining these uh, celestial images. So the New World Order will claim them to be proof of their newly established religion. This is where you get into step three, which is two-way electronic thought control which will be used by the antichrist so when he talks about the, like he talks about it as like a second coming of christ is like basically creating this false second coming of christ but using it in a way to manipulate people into one world religion and seeding a, a new antichrist at the head of this right so this is uh, in step three it's two-way thought control this will be used by the Antichrist to gain control over the masses. After the world's religions have dissolved, the world will apparently spiral into chaos. At this point, voices will be projected into people's heads. So they believe that the voices talking to them are God. This might be like if people are, I, I, I'm not sure what I think about the whole 5G thing, but this might be explain the 5G stuff, right? Um, they'll also use computers and phones to create poltergeist activity uh, to create, and I'm mostly like I'm summarizing, it, but I'm trying to quote his his actual stuff. Um, use com- use of computers and phones to create poltergeist activity cr- to create satanic ghosts. The Antichrist will use additional technologies to disrupt weather patterns, cause epidemics, and generally exacerbate chaos. Eventually, humanity's only choice will, will be to give their undying devotion to the Antichrist and to the New World Order, the only ones who can save them now from total destruction. Uh, and then step four, this is, where gonna, this is, this is important to what we we're talking about. This is where it gets interesting. Yeah, this is where it gets so <laughs> far. It's been boring stuff. I almost said that, but I was like, this relates to the UFOs. What I meant. This is where it gets interesting. If, 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 uh, electronic demonic ghosts and <laughs> earthquakes and all of the prophets being merged into one almighty God was not interesting. If that put you guys to sleep, here we go. Step four, <laughs> super. <Aliens. laughs> <laughs> Sorry to put you guys to sleep with this episode. Uh, step four, supernatural manifestations using secret technology. In order to keep the people faithful to the New World Order, our dictators will continue to use projections, uh, projection technology to simulate inexplicable happenings that will reinforce the world's faith in the universal religion. They will also simulate signs of hostile alien invasion, which will serve to keep people in fear and make them believe the New World Order is the only protection they have against the invaders. 
He also said somewhere in there that they will create a financial crash in order to take away the physical cash money and install their own digital currency system. So all that being said, this came out in 1994. I don't know how much this guy really knew, but maybe not in this order, but parts of this seem entirely too plausible with what's going on as far as like crashing the economy, creating chaos, creating uh, digital currencies, weather manipulation to scare people and then aliens in order to, but he doesn't it's here's the thing. This is where I, dif- this is where I differentiate from him. This is where my own theory kind of came about with the alien thing. I read step four and I'm like, plans change over time. Sometimes things are tested and they find out what works and what doesn't work. I, this was my belief with COVID, by the way, I think that all of the, the, the chicken flu and Zika and all these things were like test runs to see how they could control a population by releasing a virus. And they had to release ones that weren't super deadly. So that way they could see, Hey, if this virus kills like nobody, but we can get the whole population to make the chicken flu movie and the CSI Miami episode about how the chicken flu is going to kill us all. And people freak out over something that's literally killing no one. What could we do with a virus that actually is killing people, right? Yeah. What are the fewest amount of people we kill, like least risk to ourselves and still do And then they adjust the plan over time, right? And I feel like that's exactly what happened with COVID. We know that they tested these things. They game boarded them out. Bill Gates uh, and uh, I can't remember the name of the organization, but Bill Gates and these other people were literally testing like game boarding out. What will happen if a coronavirus from bats happens in the population in 2019? They tested it and then in 20. 20 it comes out or 2018 they tested it 2020 it comes out something like that monkeypox was another one by the way they actually literally tested monkeypox like months before in a in a dungeons and dragons like risk style game board right. of like what would happen right so both those things we know absolutely were tested within months before they really happened so my thought is if they're testing out this idea for project bluebeam which this is a 1994 using 1994 technology idea how would this evolve over the course of 30 years? Right. <laughs> so like, I don't think these steps are perfect, but I think there's absolutely stuff in this that's going on. Which leads me kind of to some, one of the thoughts I keep having about prophecy, about revelation. I think so many people read revelation and think not exactly like this, but the baseline is like, God gave this to me so that I can know the future. And so I could like know what's happening. And it's like, no, he gave it to you because you're going to need, you're going to need it. Like, right. so that you, <laughs> right. It's yeah, not, yeah. yeah. It's not so you can predict the future. It's so that when the future comes, you, you know, you know, you know how it's, <laughs> how things work. Yeah. You know how to respond to it. You know how it's going to play out. Right. And I'm in seeing, the moment. yeah. So I'm seeing all these signs and I want to get into to my idea of what project blue book might look like over a 30 year course with what we've seen. But I want to talk about Serge Manasse a little bit to see if there's any credibility to this guy. So Serge Manasse was a journalist who founded the Free Press Agency. And again, 1994, that's when he published Project Bluebeam. In 1995, he pro- published a Les Protocols de Toronto, which might sound familiar because uh, it was modeled upon the Protocols of the Elders of Zion, which I want to say this really quickly. The Protocols of the Elders of Zion is literally just word for word copied from another book about government controlling its people. And then they replaced Napoleon with the Jews, right? So like the idea that you have to discredit everything in the protocols of the elders of Zion, because it's a anti-Jewish propaganda is not, 
I, I don't think that's a fair criticism of it. I think if you just weed it back out, like, hey, maybe this is like that is propaganda. But the ideas of the Protocols of Elders mm-hmm. of Zion, like the the mechanisms of control are still there because other people have believed this, too. I think that's kind of Alex Jones take on it. That's um, yeah. William. Uh, I can't remember his name. William Cooper's take on it as well is like it doesn't matter that somebody replaced one name for the Jews and then Serge Manasse replaced the Jews for like the, the, you know, UN and whatever the mechanisms of control that are put forth in those books are pretty convincing. Right. Right. So I find that interesting. But anyway, in this book, this is where he says that the Masonic group called six dot six dot six had 20 years or had for 20 years been gathering the world's powerful to establish the new world order and control the minds of individuals. And in 1996, Manasse said he was being hunted by the police and authorities for involvement in networks of prohibited information. Is he crazy? Well, that same year he had his homeschooled children. He had his two homeschooled children taken away from him to become wards of the state. And in September, 1996 uh, or in September, 1996, they could receive a public education. And then he died of a heart attack in his home in December of 1996, the age of 51, the day after he had been arrested and spent a night in jail. Uh-huh. So the uh-huh. guy's not, you know, <laughs> the government's not out to get him, but they stole his kids from him and then arrested him and then he died. Yeah. <laughs> Within two years of publishing Project Blue Book and kind of making the rounds talking about what they're going to do. That's the other thing is like you find out something like that. How is it not going to drive you crazy? Someone being crazy does not make them wrong necessarily. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like there's certain points and it's so hard sometimes when you're seeing things that other people aren't. And I felt like this over, you know, the course of the last few years with COVID where it's like, how are you guys not seeing this stuff? And it's like infuriating and frustrating. You got to like try to keep yourself sane because I think Alex Jones has explained this as well. It's like at some point when you see so many things coming true that nobody's listening to, you have a tendency to start to go nuts and start to believe everything. And that's where it's like you got to you got to remain a, a slightly hinged, as we call it, because um, it's it's easy to just be like, wow, the government's lied to me over and over and over. And now it's like, I, you know, at some point people start believing like nothing at all ever is true. Well, I mean, that's that's what um, simulation theory is at, at its right. base, right? It's just a generalized feeling that nothing is true. And in some ways, that's the case. Like we're not. We don't get, to, we don't see, if you believe the Bible, you don't, we don't see the fullest truth about anything at any point. It's funny because I want to do a full episode on simulation theory at some point, but like, I honestly think simulation theory at its core essentially is the conspiracy theorist version of multiverse theory and multiverse yeah. theory. If you study who started it and why, like literally what he said is why is like, actually, I just can't explain how the earth came about by random chance unless uh, I create like an infinite amount of universes uh, that all had random chance. And we just happen to be on the one. So multi, again, like simulation theories, like we all exist inside of a simulation, but it couldn't be that we exist inside of like the mind of God or something like that. It's we exist inside of the a computer created by some nerd. You just like replace God for like some tech right. programmer. Just guy. replace Napoleon with the Jews and, and God with a space nerd. And it's yeah. all good. Yeah, I mean, that's what's so interesting about like simulation theory. I'm like, I can see some of this just being true if you just look at it as in like, you know, we're living in <laughs> a reality created by by a, a bigger being that's not right. a computer nerd, I guess. It's it's very 
it's interesting how much people intuitively come upon truth and maybe right. name it slightly differently. Right. And that comes back to like there are verses in the Bible that say, all this stuff is here for you to see. Like you don't have to be told about it. You can, you can intuit this. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's another place where people like name things differently. It's like, oh, we intuited the same thing that was taught to the Christians. So therefore what they believe isn't true because we intuited it ourselves as well. I don't know. So they must have. Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. Maybe it means something. Right. Maybe it does mean something. <laughs> <laughs> so which back to the back to what we were talking about with the uh, blue beam too, is like, I feel like there's also been a lot of predictive programming with this whole idea as well. Yeah. And some people have claimed that Serge Manasse took his ideas from a few episodes of Star Trek, like the God thing, which is essentially project blue beam. Um, and then the devil's do, which was in Star Trek, the next generation, which has other similar aspects of it. I also just wonder if that is not him stealing it as much as him just being like, this is predictive pro like let's let's put it this way if you if you in night okay let's say you're Alex Jones in early 2000 and you say hey uh Osama bin Laden's going to crash planes into the World Trade Center you could go well that's the plot of a movie from 1991 that's the, or 1995 like there was a plot of many movies actually is that the uh, al qaeda was going to crash planes into the World Trade Centers in the 90s but it could also just be predictive programming. So that's, I don't know. It's interesting. Like I see both sides of that where it's like, yeah, I don't know. Also in 1997, there was a, there was a movie called um, conspiracy theory with Mel Gibson. You ever seen it? No, I haven't either. I need to watch it because apparently the character in that is based on Serge Manast. So that might actually be what I watch after this episode. Cause that'd be really cool. It's come up a few times. I'm like, I just need to watch that movie at some point. Um, the whole predictive programming thing. I mean, Greek mythology, predictive programming to Jesus. So at some point, what is that? What is predictive programming? Is it like, you know, Satan is it prophecy? Is prophecy it? like on the dark side of it? <laughs> I've, I've thought that it myself too. I've thought it myself too, where it's like, it, are there, are there other beings that are like projecting their version of, of future events that they know are coming? To, to change the narrative? I don't know. It's I think the artistic people and the more artistic you are, the better you are at it are literally just reaching out and grabbing something and pulling it down. The the Greeks had a name for it. They called it daemons. <laughs> that is what they called it though. They, they, when they were, when they were reaching out for thoughts and ideas for like artistic expression, they were contacting their daemons. That's actually where the word demon comes yeah. from. Yeah, and the, also the concept of the muses. Oh, the muses and, like, as well, right. Seeing you, you, your art should be. So there's some co concept of like the highest form of art is when you're communing with these beings and being given something. Right. Yeah, no, that's interesting. Yeah, and it goes back thousands of years. So what does it say about our society that we can't write good stories anymore? Oh, because we're just a t completely spiritually dead society. I feel like we're living in the same times as between the old Testament, and the new Testament in a way, which is, you know, I, I feel like prophetically we kind of are, if you think about like pre second coming type stuff, but like we're living in this area where it's just like, everything's quiet because God's just kind of pulled back from society. I don't know. Yeah. That's just my own theory on it, but everything's quiet and going to shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. We're just like uh, all, all great art is dead because we just have nothing spiritual to, 
represent and to, to talk about anymore. We need the aliens to come <laughs> and save. So, so yeah, I want to talk about the aliens again, though, for a second, because I think that the whole aliens being projected into the sky part of Blue Book as the fourth step might actually be the second step. So if we're going to talk about like how they might have rearranged this 30 years of testing, right? And even at the time that Serge Manast wrote Project Bluebeam, he said they've been testing out Project Bluebeam before. So he was saying they've tried this before and they've changed and manipulated their plans. So really there's no reason to believe that the 1994 plan for Blue sorry, I keep saying Blue Book for Bluebeam, the 1994 plan for Bluebeam wouldn't change at all especially if you like dig into his book he's talking about certain technologies that we're way past now like fax machines and stuff like that right beepers and fax machines and stuff so uh yeah so i find that interesting so like i'm i'm looking at this thinking maybe uh maybe maybe it starts off with the whole causing fear and uncertainty and this is just like a rough estimate of like uh, ideas and you can chip in tell me what you think you start off with causing fear and uncertainty so you have weather and climate hysteria you've got pandemics you've got food shortages you move people towards global government governance as a way to solve all these problems because you've created the world economic forum in order to say hey you know what would fix uh food shortages if you just ate the bugs you know what would fix the climate if you just uh didn't drive anywhere there was an article that came out today well world economic forum said you're not allowed like they like they can tell you you're not allowed to drive a car by yourself anymore you have to carpool or you have to share but you're not you just no more owning your own car right so like pushing us through fear and anxiety and uncertainty into global governance, right? And I think part of that too, which is why the SBF stuff was so interesting to to us was, hey, let's create a, let's create a solution, namely SBF's bill on how to to create a one world digital currency and then create a problem, namely SBF scamming people out of $32 billion uh, and then still uses bill. So like, that's the other part of it too, because I, I can easily, this is why this, this is why this fascinates me so much. Everyone can easily see global governance and how it's coming about. Right. And, and talking about changing plans, it was originally called agenda 2020. It was originally called agenda 22, I think. Right. Sorry. I'm trying to remember agenda 22 became agenda 2030. So my point is, if you go back to 1992 and you read the the plans for a one world socialist government that was put through the UN in 1992, it was supposed to be completed by 2022. Now it's supposed to be completed by 2030 and it's adapted over those 30 years. My point is you can see the plans for a one world government. You can see the plans for a one world currency where no one's talking about its plans for a one world religion which is Christians and talking about revelation and end time type stuff. That's the part that everybody's leaving out. And that's why blue beam right. interests me so much. So again, step one, fear and uncertainty. We're seeing it now. Climate hysteria, pandemics, food shortages, one world monetary system. Step two, in my belief, if you were going to do this, you would, this is where the aliens come in because I don't think that you have to do like Mohammed and Jesus and Harry Krishna all forming into one almighty God, right? I think you just have to explain, and this is why the Raelians thing is interesting to me, you just have to explain how all of these things have a common origin. If all religions were just aliens and we're just misinterpreting them, and no, that way, that way you can say to people, your religion's not wrong. You don't have to have this massive shift in your worldview. Your religion is just that, you know, instead of Jesus being born to marry through God, he was born to marry through aliens. Instead of an angel coming to 
um, Muhammad, an alien came to Muhammad and they just didn't know because what else are they going to use? They're going to use their common language at the right. time. They're going to call it aliens. They're going to call it God because they don't know what to call it. They don't know what to call it uh, aliens or whatever, right? They just don't have that idea. You could easily make every world religion, quote unquote, mostly true as long as they have a common origin in aliens. I think that's also like what uh, a lot of, well, we won't get into that. I'm, I was going to go off base into another conspiracy, but um and then I think step three would uh, after that, once you start like introducing the alien stuff, which is what I think we're kind of seeing right now, right, is where you start seeing archaeology and science back this up. You've got newly discovered science that uh, has common links to evolution and religion. Maybe you find new religious texts, maybe new Gnostic texts. Maybe nope. that step's already happening since if oh you think gosh. back to 1952 when they found the Nag Hammadi Gnostic texts, they talk kind of like aliens. You so know maybe what else though? Earlier. Go ahead. All they have to do is say that things that they've been gaslighting us about forever are just true. All the ancient tech stuff, all the giants. Right? So like ancient aliens, the TV show is just true. Yep. Just be like, there you go, guys. You knew the whole, the whole like, oh, you already knew you already signed on to this. You know, this has already been planted in the back of your mind. You saw stupid. I mean, is ancient aliens, the TV show, just predictive programming in and of itself. Yes, I, it, it makes it you would. wonder now that I'm thinking about it. Maybe that's not step three. Maybe the archaeology stuff is like the groundwork's been laid because I've been reading the, all the Gnostic texts in the last few weeks. And I'm like, this is very much like alien stuff. Well, I mean, the, the archaeology is, is real. It just has a sure. different explanation, but it doesn't work in the context of evolution unless you believe in aliens. <laughs> right. And again, like. I'm also thinking like um, above human planning. I'm thinking like demonic planning and satanic right. planning, right? I'm thinking like spiritual beings, like orchestrating this. Like when we talk about like the, is it, you know, one world government? Is it like one person behind all of this? The Illuminati, my thought goes a, f- a step further. It's like, it's Satan. It's Satan's directing right. all of these people all over the world. Like that's just how I think about these things. I, I keep, like I asked my sister the other day, why do we keep thinking that the Antichrist is going to be a human? Where in the Bible does it say it's going to be a human? I never even thought about it that way, but that's interesting. <laughs> it doesn't say that. Yeah. I think we just assume because Jesus was human that like whatever thing. And I, the Love Behind series was great. And it, and it's not like Tim LaHaye and Jerry B. Jenkins intended to completely define how people saw prophecy. I think they just intended to write a story to the best of their ability of their interpretation. Right. But I think that so many people took it to myself. They take it at absolute face value for sure. Yeah. And now I have a hard time reading revelation or reading any prophecy without that like lens over it. And it's hard to kind of take a step back and say, what does this actually say? There's nothing wrong with left behind, but I think it's misleading. I think it's misleading, but I think what they got right is all of the UN uh, involvement and things like that. So it's, it's an interesting book. Like it's people need to be able to just read it as like, here's an interesting idea about it, but not like this is definitely how revelation is meant to be interpreted. And I think that's really been because it's been such a mainstream Christianity for 20, 30 years, whatever it's been 20 years. Um, yeah, it's it's stuck in your mind. It's stuck in my mind too. Where I'm like, I have yeah. to not think about things in terms of that book that I read when I was ten years old. Yeah, but uh, you could also think of Satan being like, "Shoot, 
I ignored prophecy with regard to the Messiah. I did not factor that into my plans. And so when Jesus came, he wasn't ready for, for what it was. And maybe this time he's like, oh, I got to pay extra special attention to this time of prophecy. You know what? I'm going to anticipate it. I'm going to do my move before God can do his move. Right. Is what blue beam sounds <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So that, yeah, the archaeology thing is interesting. I guess what I have for step four, and I was just trying to like recreate his steps, was just like this idea of total control, continued simulations, invasion, signs, wonders, continuing. Uh, but my point in, in all of that is I don't think this is like a comprehensive idea. I kind of just like throwing this together of like maybe these steps are a little bit out of order. Maybe they've, mm-hmm. I mean, definitely, I would think if, if Project Blue Beam is real, it's impossible for me to believe that in 30 years they've just like kept it the exact same, right? And right. and the other part of that is like technology is constantly improving too. And if you really understand the history of uh, some of the UFO stuff where we know that a lot of the early UFO sightings were just like B-52s and stuff like that, um, th- the government's like 30, 40, 50 years plus ahead of us in technology and what they're right. letting us see. So, which leads me to, to, to just kind of point out the hologram stuff. Like if you're, if you're looking at holograms today and how good they are, if you're thinking the whole hologram thing is what's keeping you from believing in this, look at what's just available at SeaWorld and then tell me you don't think the government has like greater technology than SeaWorld. Right. So check this out. Let's skip. Did it skip? Yeah, there we go. That's just SeaWorld hologram technology, right? Yeah. Like, that's wild to me. And then somebody brought this up in my comments earlier. We kind of ignored us an aspect, and I always have. And we talked about it. We kind of, like, wrote off an aspect of 9-11 that's making me almost question this again. So I'm going to get really unhinged here for a second. No. I am. I'm going to get really unhinged here for a second. I'm not saying I believe in this. PJ, the planes were not holograms. I know. I know. I know. I know. But... <laughs> I'm not saying I believe in this, but like people are, sh- you know, showing me this of, hold on, where'd it go? <laughs> I'm not saying I believe in this. I'm going to fire you. I know, I know, fired. I know. Where'd it go? If you, lo- <laughs> where'd it go? Uh, the video restarted. So like right there is the point that people are pointing out is you watch the wing just disappear. And I'm not saying, see that the wing just disappears. <laughs> I'm not saying the planes are holograms, but if I was going to be like my oh, like most unhinged, crazy conspiratory, they could have this. <laughs> I don't even believe it when I'm saying it, but I'm just saying like, <laughs> I had done. to throw that up there. Does anyone want to be there. my new co-host? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Can't even say it with a straight face. But, but if it if was, let, let's just that our, our government is ahead. This is why we right. need endless wars, by the way, so that they can fund these technologies that they don't want to actually have you looking and be like, what are you spending all those millions of dollars on? They want it under the guise of a war. But then what about other countries' technologies? We keep being told, oh, yeah, no, they're n- they never have anything like that. Why should we believe our government's propaganda that other governments don't have cool tech? Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course they're gonna say that. <laughs> there's one more, one more hologram video I want to show you. Talking because you, mm-hmm. I, I, you didn't even know I was gonna play this, but talking about other governments having tech. Um, there's this. Oh shoot, where I, I accidentally closed it. Now I'm trying to like reopen 
the video I that I had pulled up. So fired. I'm. I am so fired. I, I am. PJ's a hologram. This video surfaced. I don't know where it's at. Okay, here it is. I think it's right here. This is China with a floating city coming up out of the ocean. I think this like is like a it. city floating in the clouds. The same phenomenon happens. Yeah, when except you're I pulled up CNN. Top of each other. Yeah, CNN's trying to explain it away, so they're not going to show the whole video. I had this earlier, and I accidentally closed it. Now I searched China floating city, and it went away. No. I swear. <laughs> I swear I had this like pulled up and now I'm like, where did that video go? Of course, China has tech. Their entire focus for generations. Yeah. Their entire focus for generations has been how to get their revenge in the West. Basically, there's like a there's like the water and clouds and then a city just floats up into the clouds and it's like clearly a city that does not exist. So if that's not. If that's not like crazy intense hologram stuff, then it's something way worse. That's much more concerning. Yeah, it's like something way more concerning is my point. So like there is evidence that there's some pretty crazy hologram stuff out there. But my favorite thing I found today, because I tweeted, I texted or messaged Abby about this earlier. I was like, I think I have some proof that my whole idea of them using aliens to create a one world religion is is true. (laughs) And that is the fact that NASA is now employing 24 theologians and yeah, get this NASA has hired 24 academic theologians to take part in the Princeton university project to assess how humans will react. If extra terrestrial presence is discovered. And I'm just like, of course you would do this. Of course you would get like theologians from every major religion to be like, how can we make the most convincing aliens are your God case possible? Do you think that they're telling, they're framing it that way to people? No, of course or they're, they're not. Just they're framing, saying, they're framing how it would, in the article. How would Christians respond? Right. They're framing it as in like, well, because they have 24 theologians of all these different religions, right? They're framing right. this as in how would, how would your religion respond if it was aliens? Could we like, like, would they believe maybe that uh, your God came from aliens? Like how could, like, what's the most convincing way to do this? I'm, I don't think they're telling them obviously, but like they're gathering data on how to convince everyone that aliens are the are the new like the one god like all religions are the same. That's how I'm reading it. That's my like if yeah. I, if you read the Mufon article they don't take that take, but when I found it I was like if they were going to do this, of course they would hire 24 of the top academics of different religions to figure this out. Right. And if if this is where we're at, if the demons are in charge and we're gunning for the end times, I don't I don't know how much longer I can continue to worry about politics. Like, it's just the least of our worries. It's just the, t- like the, uh, that's, that's almost like a hologram. <laughs> I, I feel the same way. It's, I've, been, I've had a hard time. <coughs> Excuse me. I've had a harder time caring about politics the more that we get into doing conspiracy pills. Cause I'm like, this stuff is so much more fascinating and seeming right. and urgent seeming to me than like uh, the speaker of the house thing is. Like I almost feel like over the last few years, politics has become sports in the way that it's so closely watched. Like I used to think I used to think like when I really got into politics, I was like, well, sports is just like ridiculous. Like, how am I going to memorize every single person's name and stats and all these things about them? And why does that matter? It's it's a distraction the way that Orwell talked about it. And now I'm wondering to myself, I'm like, is is politics just sports for nerds? Is it like the same thing where we're just like, oh yeah, well this is what Kevin McCarthy thinks, and this is uh, Nancy Pelosi's uh, 
you know, on the beach this week. Like it's almost like sports and celebrity gossip at the same time. We're like looking at pictures yeah. of Nancy Pelosi walking on the beach or or whatever. It's like I still think politics is like an important part of conspiracy, but I almost wonder if like the overemphasis on politics is the same as like sports and and other things where it's like a distraction to some degree. Well, definitely boiling this down into conservative versus Democrat would be a little silly. Like, I don't think it's the Democrats who want to project aliens on our clouds. No, of course you can't like you when you get into this conspiracy stuff, it's not like a simple left versus right thing. There's definitely like a globalist versus like everybody else kind of thing. It's it's really a, a power dynamic thing, you know, at some point. I mean, <laughs> Dan Crenshaw <laughs> is is right wing nominally, and he's a World Economic Forum young leader. It's not just yeah. left versus right. Yeah, and it's 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 just the people who are listening to demons and the people who aren't. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially what it is, right? So I think that's why the Andrew Tate thing to me was interesting because it's like everybody's trying to put this guy left versus right. And I'm like, I'm putting this guy as in like, who is he serving? Yeah. Is he serving God or is he serving Satan? And when, you, <laughs> when you're an abusive asshole pimp, I'm like, well, that's an easy call to make. It's like, I don't care how he nominally like might agree with me on politics right. at that point. Yeah. So Anyway, that's uh, that's pretty much all I had on this. But what are your thoughts? Do you think do you think there's anything to Project Bluebeam? Do you think it's you think Manast was on to something? Yeah, I I could buy it. Like if I start seeing Jesus coming in the clouds, I'm going to have some questions, which is in and of itself really scary because I used to think I could just wait to see Jesus coming in the clouds and then I would just know. But I think I'm going to need to be a little bit more careful than that. Doesn't it say something about deceiving even the select somewhere in the Bible? I don't know. It's interesting. I could see a lot of Christians, uh, a lot of people from all kinds of faiths, really. If aliens came out, they'd be like, oh, well, no, that does explain everything. And now I can feel better because me and my neighbor don't have to argue over our religion anymore. We can just be like, oh, we're all, you know, in this intergalactic community and this whole, like, that's why the Raelian thing was interesting to me. I don't think Rael is the antichrist. I just think that his ideas are, are paving a way for this because it's not just him. It's like a lot of different alien cults have had this idea. I think the W 56 is another one where it's like really all religions are just aliens, right? It's, it's right in some way it's Mormonism at its core. They're just jumping the gun. Like they have, they have the, they have the narrative. They're just too early. <laughs> right. That's my point. So, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this was this got really unhinged, and I love it. So <laughs> thank you guys for being local subscribers. We appreciate you so much. You get to see us be unhinged. And if, I, I think this will be a good one to release everywhere. So if you're on Rumble or YouTube, you'll get to see this about a few days, maybe a week after they do. A little bit more unhinged than we normally are on YouTube and, and Rumble and places like that. So if you like this type of content... Go to conspiracypill.locals.com and you can sign up. $5 a month really helps us. It supports the channel. It lets us continue to make this stuff and you can get more content like this. Yeah, we're crazy. (laughs) We're nuts. All right. (laughs) Peace out, everyone. God bless.